Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is Dr. Homebrew, where we sit and talk about homebrewed beers and uh, dissect them. We have two BJCP master judges on hand for you. I think we just got demoted to certified. Uh, because of the show, well, last show, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit and talk about beers if I were you either, dude. I would stand. I would stand. They called us on our shit. It's it's over. The gig yeah. is up. Yeah, that's too bad. That's too bad. But hey, man, as long as you uh, show up for the show, I don't care. They, yeah. they can do whatever they want. All right. to. I won't stand up for you at all. Two apprentice judges. <laughs> Two schlubs out from the street. Uh, we have a cool show for you today, as usual. Um, we have uh, Mike in with um, his uh, old ale. Old ale. Yes, sir. Uh, and then we're going to do a commercial calibration, which we haven't done in a while, and I like these uh, shows, of uh, Bigfoot from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Bigfoot Barley Wine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can buy that out there. It's out now. Yeah, it's, it's readily available all across the country, which is kind of the point of this. Um, and, uh, you know, like you can also buy it and hold on to it. It was even in my, like, crappy local uh, grocery store, which I was I was surprised by. You know, like, they yeah. never have anything good yeah. there. And I was like, holy crap, they have Bigfoot. Nice. And, and I was there with my mom. And I'm like, mom, carry that. I was carrying the baby, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> like, you know, she's like, what is this beer? And I'm like, well, it's something you wouldn't like. It's barley wine. It's wine? Like, like <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> but she doesn't drink during Lent. Otherwise, she would actually drink it. But it is during Lent right now. Uh, so mm, she, she's Lent. out here, which isn't, it's less fun. But I gave up also, Lent for Lent. <laughs> yeah, I, I gave up meat for Lent, which I've, you know, uh, I've been doing for the last 17 years straight. So whatever. Wow. No, I mean, I've just been doing it. Not, no, no, no. Maybe. Whatever. Who knows? 25, 25 years straight, whatever. But it's not made for Lent. It's just for do you, do you give up? you give up meat I for start, Lent I start all the time? I eating meat. Leet. I no. start eating meat for Lent instead. Like, give up vegetarianism for Lent. That'd Are you a vegetarian? Lent. Are you going vegetarian? I've been a vegetarian since I was uh, 18. No. Oh. So then, why are you giving up meat for Lent? That seems like cheating. That was, that was a joke. Yeah, oh, it was definitely uh, cheating. Well, I didn't. I didn't know the joke because I didn't know the background. I didn't oh, know that you don't eat meat. Okay. Yeah. Kyle didn't tell you that story, or Kevin didn't tell you that story. <laughs> yeah. One of my other personalities didn't tell you the story. Yeah. What's actually going I on? I want to talk to Steve. Yeah. So Let me talk to Steve. Steve. Steve likes Chinese, so yeah. I went to Togo's the other day, and instead of getting a meaty sandwich, yeah, I ordered a uh, one of those salad wraps, like the the Oriental chicken uh, salad wrap. Yeah, that doesn't have meat in it, right? I mean, it was pretty good. Chicken? I liked it. I could the eat that if that's not meat. Chicken salad oh, wrap. Crap. It's not vegetarian. No. It has vegetables in it, though. That's better than the, I usually do. The thought yeah. counts. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, you're you're working on it. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so anyway, we're going to be uh, you know doing those two beers today. But before we do, we want to thank our show sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. You go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn about the best ways to clean and sanitize your beer. If you guys aren't cleaning and sanitizing your beer, don't even bother drinking it. It's going to be terrible. How do you sanitize your beer? <laughs> you clean um, your beer. Your, you know, in your beer process, yeah, man. I need sanitizing here. Sanitize that for me, JP. <laughs> All right. Uh, you pasteurize it. Duh. Okay. I don't know. Uh, yes, thank you, Brian. I'm not paying attention. The uh, cleaning and sanitizing your home brewing equipment, of course. Um, everything is beer to me today. Uh, so thank you to Five Star for doing that, uh, for sponsoring us. We love it. We like them. Did you, JP, you had some of this beer? No, what is it? It's a cellar maker. Don't want it. It's not a Mo double Mo Simcoe. <laughs> That's so cool. Mo Simcoe. It just came out yesterday in cans. Let me see that can, please. A 6.9. Why do you pour me trash? 6.9% IPA. <laughs> why, what, what in the world of, of, about our relationship makes you think I want to drink an IPA that's almost 7%? Well, did you realize that I maybe don't want to have a relationship anymore, and that's kind of why I'm doing this? <laughs> you could just tell me, and then you can, have, you can save this two ounces of beer for yourself. Hey, Pete, we're breaking up. <laughs> oh, man. It smells like uh, diesel. You're going to make a great, cool. cranky grandpappy someday. I'm going to put this over here. <laughs> but I will say it was clear, so that's cool. It's got that it going for it. expensive a gas, so. What's that? It's as expensive as gas for, <laughs> to buy a four-pack of it. Yeah. So. Right. This is biodiesel yeah. right here. I'm just not, uh, I that's do have not to me. say it is kind of crazy expensive. The only reason I do I buy it is it's right down the street from where I pick up the kid from daycare. But it was for two four-packs, it was $40. Oh, my Whoa. God. Not, not, not for this. There was a double IPA as well. But quite honestly, eight beers for 40 freaking dollars is insane. And they're wondering why now it doesn't sell out in a day. It's because they are... Are pretty much just robbing people for that amount. But of money. do you realize when you buy it, when you buy it, you that you're showing them that people are going to buy it, and so they're going to keep doing I, it. I don't go in and buy a case. There are people walking out with cases with that sort of stuff. Yeah. I, I, I do. I, so you your know, one-off sale isn't. Yeah, really I just want to taste it yeah. and be like, hey, is it really worth like that sort of thing? And then you start getting to the point where you're like, nah, you know, it's not really worth that. But I mean, at some point, I'm going to stop buying it as well. Um, yeah, and, or you can buy you can buy a single can as well. You know, and I'll maybe I'll start doing that, but. You know, it's always fun to have something, and then you know, I'm, mm. I'm going to Orlando tomorrow and bring a couple cans of different things. And it's like, mm -hmm. hey, that's what do you, fun, what do you yeah. think about this? Like, this kind of sucks. Like, how much does this costs? So you like kind of like talk crap on some stuff, and yeah. uh, you know, it, it's always a good thing to have different different things to bring around. But yeah, I totally agree that like, yeah, and they told me the price. I was like, holy crap! Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, man. Forty dollars for two, twenty-two dollars, eighty dollars. Yeah. I'm sorry, eighty dollars for you know. Can you imagine eighty dollars for what? Um, sixteen beers, like you know what? The hell? That's not even a case of beers. You're spending, eight, you know. Like, I mean, like, and crazy. Honestly, it's it's an IP. I don't know. It was just an IPA. I didn't. There was nothing special about it. It was well, a little they, creamy, and it was kind of like. Eh. They probably had to pay thirty nine dollars to get it canned by that mobile canning operation they use. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, well, I don't want to do dunk it. on like specific brewery. I'm just saying, like, uh, I mean, for but for I the style, those, it was. Eh, nice to hear that mobile canning is pretty expensive. We get that done. It's IPA, man. I don't no, know. I, mean, I, I, I enjoy their beers do. a lot. Like, I really do enjoy Cellar Maker beers a lot. Yeah, for, I like for this the most one. Part so, yeah. 
Okay, well, cool. That's awesome. Um, okay, so let's get to the homebrew. Uh, Mike, what do you have? You have a uh, an old ale. Old ale. Tell yeah. me about this my old ale. My attempt at an old ale. All right. Um, not much about my first attempt at an old ale. So I'd done a barley wine before, so they tend to be kind of lumped together. Similar style. So um, I usually tend to do session beers. So um, this is my attempt at one of those big boy Big, okay. Big swinging beers that All right. <laughs> I'm not used to trying to do. And why is that? Just because you wanted to try it? It's something yeah, fun it's to just do. Like a, I just want to kind of one of my things since I've been brewing about five and a half years now is just try to get at least a recipe for every style out there. You know, yeah. just give them a try. You know, and see see what I can come up with. Uh, session beers tend to be what I'm better at, but I'm not gonna hold myself back and sure try to get some of those bigger ones and they're nice for competition you make one and then you kind of set to the side let it age for a while and you kind of bulk up the amount of entries you have in a homebrew competition so Absolutely. that's always nice yeah for sure um all right well uh keith why don't you start us out with this uh this old ale dude i'm not sure what uh, what 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 uh, Brian just poured me. So is this the old ale bottle as well, right here, or what is what is that? Yeah, that's that, another old yeah, ale bottle. That's it. Yeah, that's the yeah, old Brian ale just bottle. poured as long me. As a, that's the right cap. And the rest of this it. one. Yeah. Brian poured me a glass of mud. So uh, <laughs> hey, usually I get that pour. So well, uh, pour gently. I might yeah. have fucked up. Can I have a uh, a little glass over there, sure, dude? A dainty. Oh man. Uh, Thank you. God, he didn't even want to use the same glass. I have displeased the Keith Kyle. <laughs> Steve. Yeah, well. Yeah. It's not horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Let us be the judge of that. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Sorry. Do your job. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, aroma-wise, I got a, a malt sweetness with hints of caramelized bananas. Uh, oh. Some green apple esters, no hops. Um, just, you know, big caramel, uh, Again, uh, on top of the banana, so you caramelized bananas, and then caramel again. Um, the other esters I'm getting, uh, I get a little pear, uh, little a little bit of heat, but uh, not getting much oxidation. Oxidation, so old ale, you know, I get the sherry notes. Uh, I'm not getting a lot of that. Uh, no hops, um, otherwise uh, fairly clean. There are a lot of things going on in yep. front of me. Don't worry about it. Keep going. Pretty insane. Keep going. Uh, appearance, a little bit of haziness. This this one pours a lot differently than the last one, which is kind of interesting. Um, the last one had a, a giant head on it, like to the point where it was looking like it was a little bit uh, maybe infected or, you know, just there was a, it, was, it was growing as it went. This one looks a little bit uh, more subdued, uh, but a little off-white in terms of color. Uh Slight haziness, orangey in color, um, but yeah. Uh, Were these bottle conditioned, Mike? Uh, no, I did uh, the Blickman beer gun on them off the keg, so okay. it could be iffy on that. Who knows? How that. long ago did you? Uh... This one I did in uh, somewhere between July and August of 2016, so it's got a bit of age on it. Gotcha. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it looks, it looks different. I don't know, Brian, if you agree, this one looks... Yeah, it poured, it poured a little different, for sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's it could be something where I grabbed one that was beginning of the keg, and then uh, I know on this one I kegged a whole keg, so it could be something where I grabbed the bottom of the keg versus the beginning of the keg, something like that. Who knows? <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Uh, flavor-wise, again, uh, sweet malt, um, getting some metallic 
uh, character as well, kind of a, a little bit coin, um, like penny uh, coin sort of uh, flavor, um, blood sort of like flavor. Not not over the top, just a, a touch there. Uh, alcohol is is there, but it's kind of a medium uh, alcohol flavor. Bitterness is. Uh, Medium, medium, low balances toward malt, but only slightly so. That it's not, it's not like overly sweet. Like a lot of times in an old ale, you'd expect to see a, a you know a, a fairly uh, sweet sort of character. I'm not really getting that. Um, um, lots of uh, esters here get uh, in flavor as well. Get more apple, but I do still get that that slight banana flavor uh, with it too. Overall, though, fairly clean. Uh, no diacetyl, no acetaldehyde, just the esters uh, popping out there somewhat. No hop flavor. No, uh, and I mentioned before, no hop aroma. Um, but bitterness, bitterness has a, a balancing effect. Um, but it's kind of it's kind of interesting that. Um, the bitterness is there, but I, I think some of that is metallic, sort of, and not, and not necessarily just really the, sort of the bitterness sort of thing. Hmm. Um, Interesting. A touch of uh, acidity in flavor as well. Uh, mouthfeel fairly warming, but not really too hot. I think that's that's good balance there. Not really, you know, not really jumping out in terms of like being really overly alcoholic. Um, medium low body uh, seemed definitely in, in the last one. This one is a little less. A little less carbonated, but the uh, body seems low for an old ale, and uh, the carbonation seems a little over the top. This one, like I said, it's still pretty fairly high carbonation, but it's not as not as uh, over the top as the last one. Um, and maybe the carbonation was driving the harshness a little bit too. Maybe the metallic uh, sort of character was driven by the uh, the harshness, and you know, with with that, it gets some astringency. Uh, the fruitiness, the banana and apple seems almost, to me, almost Belgian-like. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can yeah. see this being like a quad or something like that, like an aged, a well-aged quad, uh, more than, than necessarily an old ale. Um, but maybe not the alcohol of a quad, but like, yeah, a little, a little bit of that, that, uh, apple and Belgian, um, like banana sort of thing going on, um. But it's, it's also very dry, and the last one, like I said, was very carbonated. So it fit more into that sort of style than than where it is right now. Maybe a little more bitter than it needs to be for that. Um, and the metallic character, I think, is off-putting. Um, don't have a lot of suggestions there. Maybe look at your water profile, make sure everything's cool there. Um, you know, maybe age it more. Um in terms of kind of making it blend a little more, but you know, I, I'd look at fermentation more than anything else. Hmm. Um, you get that that apple and banana really, really high high up there in the flavor. That seems a little bit little out of style for the old ale. Maybe think about adding some other specialty malts to get a little more crystal, a little more. You know, we were talking about last sh- last show we had. Uh, you know, using one twenty uh, to give some of that that the uh, interesting. Uh, you know. Um, Raisiny sort of character, a little bit of that wouldn't wouldn't hurt this beer either. Yeah, um, and you know, so I'd, I'd look at your, your yeast strain, look at your pitching procedures, uh, try to avoid. And it's not it's not like you know, I'm, I'm talking to Brian, like I'm not sure how much banana is really there, but it's it's there, but it's subtle, but it's not something you necessarily want. And then I guess the other thing is just like you know, it's an old ale, so you know, it doesn't doesn't have to be one year old, you know, three four years old. In competitions, those beers work better, more oxidation. 
not in a bad way, but older beers tend to work better. I've I've won competitions before where I had a, a strong scotch that's like five years old. Wow. And it's just been a good beer, and it won best to show being five years old just because it's it's oxidized and, and gracefully and, and handled in a good way where, you know, that sort of thing. So um, it is tough to make an old ale just as an old ale. Like, it's a, it's a weird sort of thing to do. Um, uh, you know, aging a beer. So, uh, yeah. you know, let it sit around for a while, see what happens, let it mature, and, and you know, you know, it, maybe it'll it'll improve on that way as well. But, yeah, for me, it's kind of like it somewhere falls in between an English style and a Belgian style right now, uh, which is a little, little strange. Mm-hmm. Do you think that metallic uh, thing will drop out, or do you think that's kind of there to stay? Think? I think it's kind of there to stay. I mean, it's kind of hard. It's kind of it makes it kind of the beer kind of drier. Mm-hmm. I would like to see a little more sweetness in a beer like this, like an okay. older older beer, like and and the metallic sort of character makes it seem a little bit drier and harder to drink, like mineral minerally hardness that I don't really necessarily like, and and yeah. I think that is going to probably be there to stay. So okay. I, I do wonder if it is more you know less the metallic and more just a, a mineral water sort of thing going on. Okay, Brian, go yeah. for it, dude. I could see that. <clears throat> I'm just going to go ahead and disagree with Keith a little bit. But um, nice. my my twist on the beer. Okay. So um, pleasant sweet malt presentation in the um, in the nose. It's it's caramelly and rich with hints of a little bit of kind of toffee-like. Um, hops are low with a – to me, it had almost like a faint citrusy kind of character. I don't know where – in the nose, when I first smelled it, it had this kind of American hop character to it for some reason. But um, it wasn't. It didn't seem like it had had <laughs> faded that much. It was maybe you know, and I thought maybe a younger old ale because it didn't have any of that um, real sherry like strong kind of you know real aged character to it. But it, it's clean. There's no no DMS or diacetyl. I'm trying to dig for that banana, and I think I get a little bit of what Keith's talking about there. But it's pretty subtle. Um, Appearance wise, yeah, there's definitely some slight haze to it. Um, the first one poured a, a very high moose-like uh, head, kind of a cream-colored head, just super fine bubbles throughout with very good retention. The second pour, again, is there's some little bottle variation going on. This one's, uh, you know, it, it poured a low, um, a lower head, and it just kind of um, f- f- faded after a little while here. So it doesn't seem like this one's as carbonated. Um, either possibly so yeah it's just um yeah definitely a little difference there but might just be that yeah maybe what's doing from one bottle to the other sometimes your first bottle will be super carbonated and then it's kind of even out in your system and the, yeah. the lines kind of work themselves out and you just get it get the nice pours on the second and third bottles or whatever but yeah that's you know entering getting bottles ready for a competition is a whole other thing we could just talk about <laughs> for an hour um so yeah, it had pretty good retention, but it should be clearer, I would say, uh, especially for you know an aged beer. But you know, there can be some permanent kind of um, haze that could stick in. It doesn't have to be crystal clear either. Mm. Uh, Flavor-wise, me- medium-high maltiness with uh, caramel and like toffee and kind of bready, and some very faint oxidative notes. But again, not a lot of sherry-like or anything like that in there. The bitterness is pretty restrained to me. It does let some of the malty sweetness shine through, but there's there is something a little harsh about it too. And I would lean towards maybe more of like the the minerally water profile, not necessarily a metal to me, but hmm. I'm not getting a real 
thick, bloody equine, like hardly yeah. even a faint. I mean that. At first, I was but, iron, but then drinking it now that it's been opened or whatever, I don't get that as much anymore. But there is a thing, maybe a high like you know high calcium, high bic- bicarbonates in the water or something could give it yeah. kind of a an impression of being almost hmm. metallic or super kind of minerally. But yeah, some, something in the water for sure. Um, or if he tells us he brewed it, oh, I'm going to use this old rusty equipment I had around. <laughs> I threw 300 no. pennies into the... <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's my 300 penny old hill. I didn't, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool, though. It I'd was 200 pennies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know, it seems cleanly fermented, um, but yeah, just not quite as aged as I'd want in the flavor for that. So definitely balance to the malt. Uh, yeah, so uh, mouthfeel-wise, it's... Kind of medium, medium full body. It seems a little lighter than it should be for the style. You want to get to that kind of medium full body at least. Um, they don't all have to be that heavy, but it could be like a, you know, and then there's some outliers like Old Peculiar, but, uh, so, you know, some of them are a little lighter. But it definitely seems to be on the lighter side for the style. Um, somewhat creamy. Um, the first one had very high carbonation. This one's a little, little less. Well, the first one was a little more much for the style, and it was kind of driving some of those flavors a little harder. Um, I'm getting a little light astringency in there, and um, and a light bit of warmth, but not too much. It's pretty pretty smooth on the alcohol front. It's not like wow, this is an alcohol bomb. It's just yeah, that's true. That's true. It is pretty mellow, like way smoothly yeah. drinkable. But yeah. you know, it's still kind of a sipper. It's not wow, I can pound this. Um, I would say it's a pleasant green old ale. Uh, you know, no no huge defects. Uh, maybe some little twists to it that are kind of interesting here. But it has some, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm second-guessing myself on the U.S. hop notes. It's not really a big citrus bomb or anything like that. I just thought I got a little, little hint of something No, you're right. American. I put a warrior in it. So okay. So that's, that's probably where you're getting it from. Yeah. It wasn't like Cascade, but it was like kind of a, yeah, something a little, yeah. Gnarly American hop there, kind of sticking out, whereas the English would give you the, a little smoother hop character, a little more appropriate. So definitely, you know, change that out. Um, let it age some more and see where it goes. I mean, it could be just that it's that it's too clean with with pretty low oxygen exposure. Like especially if you just have it in a in a keg or if you've kept it chilled the whole time, it's not going to age. I mean, some of these old ales, you really just have to leave them at at room temperature for a very long time and and you need a little oxygen exposure to get them to to really age out to that point where they get some of those cherry like notes and it's you know it's it's a well 2016 you said so it's a couple of years old almost but whoever it was the fall of 2016 it could be in there but yeah it's um yeah it's you know it's hard to it is hard to make an old ale and make it really taste like yeah like those aged uh examples yeah i had this one that you know, and I used the the four malted crisp marisotter and just just All did the a classic grain old and ale stuff. thing, and, yeah. and it ended up aging out really nicely, and 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 you know, and then I used that and like I I made an old ale that tasted more like this, and I was like I just I need to blend some of that other one into this to just give it a little hint of that, and it kind of. Yeah, I think that's great. That's a great thing too. We always talk about that. Like maybe we don't always talk about it, but I always think that we we should talk about like blending is allowed, and mm-hmm. you know breweries do yeah. it all the time, and like finding a beer that 
kind of fits that sort of character is is important. And you know, I think yeah, in this beer, like, it doesn't have enough of that uh, that that aged character. And you know, like we we'll talk about here in a minute. Like, what do you what are you doing, um, like to to age this beer, and and where is it going, and and all that sort of stuff. And I, you know, mm-hmm. that's important. Like. But I found it to be a pleasant drinking beer, and it wasn't too Belgian-y tasting to me, so I'd argue with that a little bit. It has some some characteristics, that, you know, but it doesn't have any, like, you know, there's no pepperiness or anything anything really that would be, like, it's a Belgian yeah. yeast character. Okay. Right. Maybe a little Belgian malt fruitiness, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of the English malts can be a little fruity, too, So or the, yeah. and some of the esters you get from their yeast. But uh, I gave it a 33. I thought it was a, a very drinkable, a very, you know, a good example of the old ale. Just needs needs a little either fine-tuning okay. or just more aging. <laughs> sure. I, 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 what, did I even give my score? I'm not sure I actually I said know. it. But go ahead. No, I'll do it right now. It was a 29. And I think the one thing that's probably going to, like, hold you up from, like, aging this is that it, it feels a little bit dry. And hmm. even if you it age it, it's not going to have that sweetness. Water dry and leathery. Yeah. So you just make it into, yeah. like, a, a, you know, throw some Brett in there and make it a Brett Old Ale or something. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. might be fun. No, 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 that's fun. Yeah. Let it get well, drier and yeah. leatherier and, fun- and gnarlier. Why sure. Uh, well, let's uh, get your recipe, Mike, and let's uh, right. tell the people what, we, what, we, uh, what we're working with here. So I was doing a 10-gallon batch. I'll do uh, percents again for the, uh, cool. the malt. So I got uh, 83.3% Golden Promise, 3.3% uh, Brown Malt, 3.3% uh, Candy Syrup, D180. Hmm. Uh, 6.7% melanoidin malt, and then 3.3% molasses. Okay. How's that sound? There's quite a bit of sugars in there. Yeah. Uh, that's probably what's lending to the dryness. dryness. Yeah. Mm. So I was thinking the same thing. It's Too another much? one of those things I didn't watch the mash uh, pH either, so obviously it's another one where the yeah. the dark beer I just kind of get a little lackadaisical on it, so I think that's another kind of leak in the... Uh, the process in that one, yeah. but <laughs> what was the mash temperature? Did you try to keep uh, it higher? I was mashing at one fifty two, so that okay. might be why it's a little bit drier. That might help a bit. It'd go up a little like, bit, yeah. leave a little more sweetness, especially with a beer you want to age. So, and then the hops was a ounce of Steering Goldings at sixty minutes, and then an ounce and a half of Warrior, Warrior? at sixty minutes. Hmm. I did the Warrior. I think, in, from what I remember, was just like to do a big hop like that's to age for a long time right so it'd stick around for a while and i figured that might help it in the aging process kind of just did an experiment with that so yeah. the bitterness will fade fast so yeah yeah i don't, I don't know i mean I, like how much american character you're really getting from a 60 minute edition especially as you age it for a year it's yeah gonna, it's gonna be kind of subdued somewhat at that point in time but you're right there's always going to be there's always going to be a hint of something there. And, you know, that's why I always like using Magnum. Like, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, let's use something really generic and, yeah. and clean and, you know, whatever. And and why waste <laughs> your steering goldings as, as bittering anyway in the first place? But right. just give me something that's like, hey, just boring and, like, I'll just buy a bunch of, you know, Magnum and then use that for bittering my entire year of brewing. Then, I, you know, and then buy some more again, like, you know, sort of thing. And I don't know. It, it just works out well and it's easy and you don't have to think too much about it. Um, but that's just my philosophy. But, you know, you can obviously do different things and get different flavors out of using hops and for bittering. Like, you know, I'm sure Pilsner Quell is all, all 
saws, you know, check saws all the way yeah. through, and and I'm sure they get flavor from their bittering hops as well. And I've heard that you know they don't even add anything after 30 minutes, and you still get a, a great huh. a great character overall, like the spiciness <laughs> from that beer. So. Uh, yeah, but, you know, whatever. But yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. interesting thing. Yeah, like what do you, you know, it does carry through. Like totally right, Brian, and and you know, you can pick that up. So I did not. So do you guys have a specific yeast? So I used a London ESB, which is the Y yeast nineteen sixty eight for this, which I think that might have helped with the dryness a bit. But what was the OG? Sure. Um, the OG was a ten seventy eight. Wow, that's, that's pretty so, impressive. I, mean, I added about 7.5% is about where it was at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's on the lighter side, for sure. So it's probably 75 to 8, not quite They sure. don't all have to be 9, you know, 8.5, yeah, 9. Yeah, it's a little nine. bit on the lighter. You're really that's pushing good. that yeast pretty hard. I mean, 1968 is a, a yeast that's pretty not that attenuative in general, and and Wants getting to. this dryness is, is impressive in, in that sense as well. Like, yeah. there are a lot of other, you know, yeasts you could use to make a drier old ale or whatever. And uh, uh, 1968 is known for diacetyl production. It wants to drop right out and leave yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice that it doesn't have any diacetyl in it. It's a flocculant, <laughs> flocculant strain. Right on. I'm glad I did that. <laughs> Cool. Uh, any other fermentation, uh, fermentation temperatures or anything like that? Like, like the banana sort of thing that I was talking about. Is there anything that anything yeah. behind that or we got cool uh, ale temperatures uh, or kind of warmer? No, sure. I, I probably did. I was probably in the sixty-eight degree, sixty-nine degree, probably at that time. I've dropped down my temperature since, like on like my IPAs and stuff. I've been doing more sixty-six, like dropping it. So there's a chance that it was up higher in the. Uh, for me, I have one of those uh, temp control conical fermenters for more beer so there's a good chance i was probably high in the uh, the fermentation for sure on that uh, yeah. hmm. and sometimes i find that like, it's not even necessarily high it's sometimes it's low as well just stressing uh-huh. out the yeast right. gives, gives off more flavor too but the banana thing and yeah it just could be me like picking up the the caramel caramelized banana could not even necessarily even be the banana sort of thing but um i don't know i don't normally pick up aromas like that unless they're there although this has been a there's definitely some esters in there some like odd esters for sure and and a, and a hint of banana i would say but not not over the top no, yeah no not no yeah well you're gonna try this again mike you think oh hell yeah this is my first attempt in an old cool. ale so all right it's been it's been sitting for a good over a year at uh, room temperature so in uh, bottles too so I don't know if that's had effect, so it's just something to experiment with. Try differently next time. Well, awesome. The bottles are dusty. Most of them have a little dust on nice. them. <laughs> I like that. Old ale should be like that. All right, well, uh, good luck on your next round, man, and thanks for bringing that in. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. me, you guys. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with our commercial calibration of Sierra Nevada Bigfoot Ale right after this. Fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. 
The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Now, back to the examination. Yes, thank you very much, everybody, for sticking with us. We're here on the other side of Dr. Homebrew, about to taste some Bigfoot barley wine from everybody's favorite, Sierra Nevada Brewing, of course, up in Chico. Uh, But before we do that, we've been talking a lot about water, and I want to remind you guys about the iDip. It's the Smart Brew Water Testing Kit that incorporates a revolutionary photometer system, which is the first and only one on the market with its own app. It's perfect for home or commercial use. It's the only meter on the market that runs water tests with no math needed on your part, which is my favorite part of this this little guy. Uh, it pairs via Bluetooth and updates your water results instantly to your own personal water profile. You can email the results uh, of the test to your brewers if you're a commercial brewer or post to your Facebook page and let your homebrew club get the lowdown on your base water profile. You can uh, have the ability to test over 40 different water quality tests. Four come preloaded and more are available. You can test for things like total alkalinity, chloride, calcium hardness, pH, sulfate, and more with only four mils of water needed for each test. It's pretty good. It's a tiny, tiny amount of water. You're never going to miss it, so don't worry about it. Uh, So check it out. You go to smartbrewkit.com, enter code TBN10. That's for the Brewing Network, of course, TBN10. And you save 10 bucks on either the standard or advanced Smart Brew Water Testing Kit. It's a cool thing, and I guarantee you these guys will be at uh, HomebrewCon. So, uh, by the way, HomebrewCon tickets are on sale, so uh, go to the website and buy tickets for that. And you will uh, you can meet uh, Mike and George. I wonder if they're both going. George usually goes. Uh, but anyway, check out uh, check out the iDip. It's really cool, and if, if you want to get your hands on one, um, HomebrewCon is the place to do it, for sure. Yep, definitely. Convince your club to buy one. There, it's, it's yeah. nice to know where your local water is at any given time, and, and it can help a lot of people in your club probably. Just For sure, especially if you're building your own water. Yeah. You know, you know don't want to just at. rely on the six-month-old, you know, uh, you know, local municipality water test yep. that you get. You know, you want to know what's going on now. Uh, okay, Bigfoot. Bigfoot barley wine. Yeah. Man, it smells. It, it, I don't know, man. Sierra Nevada beers have that... Smell that house smell that just reminds me of being there. It just smells like like Sierra Nevada on any given brew day. It does, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. one has a lot of alcohol though in the nose too. Um, well, it's what 2018. Yeah, so this is the brand new one that just came out. Uh, I think the bottle date on this was uh, not. I don't think it. It is uh, <laughs> January fourth, 2018. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought Bigfoot was released in, like, November, but I guess they don't want to clash with uh, Celebration. No one wants to clash with Celebration. No. Yeah. Actually, Celebration's, you know, released in August at this point in time. So, yeah. Uh, um, as soon as the fresh hops come out, they're putting it in there. That's, All right. Uh, well, let's start, uh, let's start the old commercial calibration here, boys. Okay. Ready to calibrate? Let's do it. Okay. I'm getting a nice... Um, 
citrus. Let's just go through the aroma. The citrus and resiny hop kind of character is, is really prominent. Nice rich caramel in the background with the malt. But, it, you know, the hops definitely went out at this point. And it's got some, you know, just kind of some bright fruity esters to it. Um, no flaws. You know, definitely uh, a smooth alcohol present. This is a 9% beer we're drinking. Mm-hmm. It's like 9.8, right? But, yeah, you get a lot of alcohol, yeah. Yeah. and there is a lot of uh, um, of that uh, resiny sort of character that's, that comes across pretty pretty easily. You know, it's pretty apparent uh, in the character. It's not just citrus. There is a lot of resin there, too. Yeah. So they're using some interesting hop choices there. Um, I think it's just kind of some of the classic hops that they've always used, you know, I don't know. Do you know? Do you know the hops that they use in this one, Keith? I do not. I should have looked that up, but I would assume it's sort of Cascade Centennial um, in bitterness, probably. You know, some of the normal nugget or or things like that. I think on, on the on the label it says uh, heaps of Holcomb Pacific Northwest hops. See, there you go. Um, so yeah. yeah, you're probably talking Cascade. I mean, yeah, they have a ton of that it's, stuff, it's right? Some of the normal stuff. They haven't changed it up. It's not like they're using uh, Mosaic or, or <laughs> right. uh, you know, things like Galaxy or things like that. So it's kind of the old school uh, piney meat citrusy sort of hops. Sure. Yeah, uh, okay. On their page, they call out Holcomb Pacific Northwest hops. So, you know, there's probably some Cascade, maybe some Centennial, something and, in there. And, you know, fun, you know, not necessarily fun fact, but actually you've ever watched the video where they make this beer, it's open fermentation, and it's it's pretty freaking awesome to watch them make uh, Bigfoot. Um, I have to say this is probably one of my favorite beers they make, if not my favorite, just watching how they make really? it and, and what they do with it. And uh, in general, it's like it's a style that not everybody appreciates, and they they keep doing it and like I said like finding it at my grocery store I was like holy crap they actually are going to have it at my local this is where the, the mayor died uh, uh, San Francisco mayor died in, in my grocery store which is a crappy a crappy <laughs> grocery store and it's like I can't believe you even shop there but right. you know they had Bigfoot there I'm like holy crap that's that's awesome like you know two things in the last you know couple months mayor died he actually shopped there and then uh, wow. they had Bigfoot there as well and I'm like man this grocery store is now getting some cachet there you go. Okay, so the so, aroma, there's a rich maltiness. We can both agree on that, for yeah. sure. All, we can all agree with that. Uh, Appearance-wise, it's a nice kind of uh, orangey-amber color. We're done with aroma? I yeah. think we are. Okay. Yeah, there's a piney, right. It's not like a, a super citrusy sort of thing. It's more piney. Uh, Pine and resin. Yeah, it's more yeah. resiny than it is, uh, I think, citrusy, I, I, would, I would say. Okay. All right. Uh, Everyone appearance. tasting at home. We're moving on to appearance now. Yeah, there's a, a light, light tan, light maybe off white head. It's not, it's not really white head. It's not a little off. Yeah, it's not bright white. Yeah, and clarity is great. Which, Mostly finer um, bubbles. Yeah, the clarity is really nice. Yeah, for a barley wine. Any of those uh, ruby highlights that they say a, in the style guidelines? Yeah, yeah a little kind of bit. Ruby sure. orange and uh, just a rich amber color. Yeah. So very pretty beer. You'd give it full full points for appearance for sure. And the head is just sticking around forever, even despite the alcohol. Sometimes alcohol can be a head killer, but um, it's it's persisting good. very well. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now on to the favorite part is the flavor, which is supposed to have a strong, rich malt flavor. Which, well, yeah, it's a barley wine with a noticeable hop flavor and bitterness in balance. It has that. 
It, it's fairly bitter. I mean, it, it is uh, yeah. it is strongly it's bitter, and it's still pretty hoppy. Definitely I, I, noticeable. This is one of the, the fun things about barley wines is they, they go through a transformation over time. Like, you know, and, and you don't want to mention this, but there are other barley wines on the table, like a 17, 16, 13, and 2008 of, of, of uh, Bigfoot in front of us. But this one has no oxidation character at all, nope. which, as it shouldn't, uh, have it all, but it's like you have a choice when you drink barley wine. Do you want to age it or do you want to actually drink it fresh? And this is like the closest you can get to hey, I want a really uh, malty double IPA or a triple IPA sort of thing, and that's where this beer sort of lands, and it's not it's not overly hoppy, but it has a, a great malt backbone. Yep. And, and, the, and the bitterness is firm, but it's not like just way over the top. Yeah. It's you know, it's it's built to be aged, but but uh, some of them are more bitter, a lot more bitter than yeah, this. Yeah, I remember Rogue's barley wine was always a lot a lot harsher and brutal, of biting quality. Yeah, and this this isn't. I, I honestly would think some of the beers we had tonight were more bitter forward than this beer was. Uh, well, so how does that compare to what the style guidelines say? Because that's what we're that's our that's our focus right now. You're yeah. right. You're right. It, it it can range from moderately strong to aggressive. So, you know, this is this is strong. Yeah, it's not insanely aggressive, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's a good hopping amount. I'd say it balances nicely with the uh, with the malt that's in there, and I'd, I'd say it's designed so that you can drink it now and, and enjoy it without having to age it. You know, um, and you know, it's up to your preference. You like it aged. You like it fresh. You know, um, you have to. Taste it both ways and make up your mind, but and, or you can like both for what they are. And I think this beer, actually, if it were aged for a period of time, would actually fall outside of the American guidelines, mm-hmm. you know, of, of barley wine because it, it is right now. I think it's kind of on the the medium low side of bitterness, and I could see it easily as it ages. Like, is it going to still fall into that category or not? Is it American barley wine? That's or a good not? point. Yeah, and I think it, maybe they used to bitter it more and now they're they're dialing that back a little bit or maybe I'm just crazy but it seems like it's kind of it's kind of you know it's kind of medium well this has been out for a couple months too I mean you and you could see some you're right, you're right. Uh, some IBU fading we, already it, it is already March it's, so it's I've tasted two, it two months. yeah when it was fresher and it was a little more a little more biting a little more bitter so yeah it's um it's changing right before our eyes here any of those fruity esters low to moderate fruity esters yeah, it's definitely got some fruit. A little bit. It's an ale. It's not a. It's not a log- <laughs> barley lager. What is that? I'm sorry, I gave you a 2017. Oh, okay. Uh, let's focus on this beer, guys. We got it, man. Um, bready caramel malt flavors. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but it's still it's still hot focused. I think that's kind of the thing about like drinking a fresh uh, Bigfoot is it is still a more of a. Uh, you know, it, there are some of that char- there is some of that character, but it is more of a uh, uh, a hop and 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 you know, it, there's some caramel there and there's a little bit of the breadiness there, but it is still a hop focused beer. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and that's to style. That's not that is not just the Sierra Nevada's take on it, right? Mm-hmm. That's what American barley wine should be. It should be focused on not focused on hop, but it should have more hop character than. Well, yeah, it has to start think, with right? a lot of hops to be able to, to age out and still have anything left. So, yeah, yeah definitely. And, you know, it's... Um, what was I going to say? 
it's a little bit of maybe, you know, 9, 9%. They can go down to 8, but they can go up to 11. Some people like to make a really big, beefy one. And some people, you know, there's a lot of variation in the in the styles. Well, you can say you can go a little darker with it. You can go a little lighter with it. Yeah. And it's still a barley wine. It just yeah. has to be strong and kind of hoppy and bitter to start and age out to this, you know, well, the aging we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, and that's that's the kind of the interesting thing. If you look at the guidelines for BJCP, they they basically say like an American barley wine should not have oxidative character, you know, oxidation characters at all, and it shouldn't be aged. And and you know this obviously fits that. Like, there's nothing yeah. here that that says like, hey, this has been aged at all. Right. Or, you don't want to start with an aged hop character, like you know, yeah, cheesy, no. you know. Awful, stale tasting hops. Well, Definitely not. Though, because, like, I mean, like the one of the best things about barley wines really are the the aged character. Like, even in American ones, like having some of that American hop still flavor there, and then and having that you know hop still along with that is kind of on the ride, which is kind of hard to you know like. You know, as I gave JP a, a glass of 2017, and we should be talking about this beer, but like you go a year away from this, and that's where Bigfoot kind of gets, I feel, in a sweet spot. And and this beer is not like that at all. And it, it is just all hops, and 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 even in competitions, I feel like sometimes if there is no oxidation, some people are like, oh, well, like. It's good, but it's not. It doesn't really. I'll knock it down a little bit. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Or not they, even the same. Maybe they shouldn't. It depends on the judge, right? If you read the guidelines, there should be no oxidation at all. There should be a a fresh, uh, hoppy beer, and and that, that presents a challenge to the brewer because, like, how do you make a beer that ages well but also is really good? Like, I don't know. There's there's a, there's a lot of, uh, uh, I think. In general, uh, contradictions there in the style guidelines. Like, what do you what are you going to do with this? Like, you know, yeah. for this category, yeah, yeah for sure. Because yeah, yeah. it's yeah, if it if barley wine should be aged, but it's supposed to have hop character. It's forward. The, yeah, at the same that? time, you can you can make a, a young beer, a fresh beer, if you ferment it well and 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 control your fermentation. Every beer doesn't have to be hot when it's young. And this beer isn't huge. Like Sierra Nevada does a great job. Uh, but it's, it's under only, ten. Yeah, yeah, it's nine point nine point six percent alcohol. So it's like, yeah, there's no reason that it should be hot out of the gate. So right, and, do, and it's not. And this beer yeah. is not hot in any way at all. And uh, yeah, and, you know, it's in a lot of ways, it's like a, it's like a big uh, celebration. Yeah, absolutely. With, with, if, if, mm-hmm. um, I, let me clarify that. Not like a big celebration. Like, hey, let's have a big party. I mean, like Celebration Ale. It's like a bigger version of Celebration Ale is what, right. I'm, what I'm talking about right. here. Has a great malt, malt character. Has some alcohol. Um, but like also a stronger, a more bitter red IPA kind of. But yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay, yeah. let's move on to mouthfeel, boys. Uh, the okay. guidelines say full-bodied and chewy with a velvety, luscious texture, although the body made a climb with long <laughs> conditioning. Alcohol warmth should be noticeable, but smooth, should not be syrupy and under-attenuated. Yeah, that is one thing. It's 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 definitely attenuated, attenuated down to the to the right point for this beer. It tastes yeah. like there's there's some sweetness in there from the malts, but it's not cloying at all. It's It's smooth. Hint of sweetness, but it's it's dry enough that you really the hops shine out over the top at this point still. Yeah, I think that if anything, uh, Clear Nevada pretty much set the the guidelines for the mouthfeel here. I think and, so too. Yeah, and it's kind of like, man, this this is it. This is what a barley wine should, should be like in terms of mouthfeel. So if you're trying to make an American barley wine, drink get some, one of these drink beers. Some of these, yeah. <laughs> deal with the mouthfeel on that. All right. Um, the characteristic ingredients: well modified pale element. Yeah, blah 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 blah. Um, 
Okay, well, so that's the uh, that's the guideline. So, what do you think? What would you give this beer? <laughs> Score this beer. See, and that's the thing. The challenge with judging yeah. barley wine. It's a commer- It's a classic example. This of style, is a classic example. Yeah. Um, you can get an example that tastes, you know, just like this in a competition. And if your judge is like one of those judges that's like, well, I prefer my barley wines to be aged and smoothed Bingo. out and have sherry-like oxidative yeah. notes. And then, but, you know, they should be able to judge it both ways. And an experienced judge will yeah. will yeah. taste a brand new, fresh barley wine and say, that's a damn good barley wine. Yeah. This is. Well, if, yeah, you, if you run into that in the competition, can't you just tell them, yeah, but this is American barley wine? Well, you're not actually you're usually entering the beer, not actually judging the beer with the person. If you could walk up to the person and say that, that'd be cool. But I, you know, I made a beer. Oh, I see. Like when you're yeah. I, got I, it. So when my son was born, you know, boring story. But the, the week before my son was born, I brewed a barley wine, and then I bottled a bunch of it. So every year, I'll open up a bottle and be like, "Hey, I made this for your your." Your uh, you know your birth sort of thing and yeah. you're gonna let him drink a little bit of it on his yeah, first birthday maybe, yeah first birthday yeah I will I will of course uh, you know in 18th birthday we'll have a full 22 ounce bottle <laughs> which the U S is stupid rules but anyway um, I, I brought it to a homebrew meeting and they were like well this isn't barley wine this is like an imperial IPA and I'm like but it's not this is like really yeah. made like very much in the vein of Big, Bigfoot fresh yeah, that's what I was trying to do well and you're and, you're you try to make a beer to age for 21 years it was a little bit bigger yeah, yeah. true. But at the same time, it was still it was still very much in this vein. And some guy was like, "That's not barley wine to me. Barley wine is when it has some age on it." So there is a, there is a challenge there. This is one yeah. of the tougher styles where the the guidelines tell you one thing, and the old school judges will be like, "I want some age on this beer." If you read the guidelines here, you're like, "No, it's, it's, no it's, it's not, not sweet yeah. enough." Yeah. 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 yeah, and and I've judged the barley wine, you know, the Toronado Barley Wine Festival before, and you'll get. A three-year-aged barley wine right after a super fresh, bright, new barley wine. And you have to be able to judge both. You can't, and you have to be able to give it a fair shake. It's like, this tastes like a nice three-year barley wine. They, they might not even, they won't usually even tell you what. Well, just judge this as an American barley wine. Okay. And they're both delicious. There's, yeah. no, there's nothing wrong with either one of them. It's just sort of like, what do you want to do? And like, and, and I, you know, I, I don't mean to keep... Like you know, tonight be like, hey, let me let me knock down the BJCP. But it seems like in in this category again, it's kind of like fairly restrictive. Like, hey, it has to be fresh, and it's like, yeah. why? Like, the American barley wine is just as enjoyable at two years or three years as it is at one year. So now, what are you telling me? Like, uh, American barley wine has to be aged out? Like, I don't right. know. Maybe maybe I'm reading this wrong, JP. You're you're reading it right now. Like, I'm reading it right now. I'm you know I don't know. I don't get that. I think they're just saying these are the characteristics of an American barley wine. They're not saying it has to be fresh. Uh, they're just saying that if I mean they're not really they don't really mention any age in the description at all. Yeah. Right. So if well, you no, can, no, no, if you no, have there, a, there are things like. Uh, what? I'm sorry. Talking about what, being vintage dated and, and, and yeah. I'm just saying I I don't think I don't think that they're putting as fine a point on it as you might want them to <laughs> because <laughs> you know what I mean if we're looking for if we're looking for for faults in, in how yeah. this is then there's this the, is you know out. there's there's different ones too there's the the, the anchor old fog you know it was first brewed in '75 rogue old crustaceans on there as a classic yeah. example just, um, just to let you know. and there's variation the quote I would say flavors will be smooth well flavors will smooth out and decline over time, mm-hmm. but any oxidized character should be muted and generally be masked by the hop character, mm-hmm. which I guess makes sense. But like, I don't know. Like, 
there's a 17 in front of you, and we you know we're not gonna. I guess we're not gonna talk about that, but we have a bunch of no time. We have no time, but we have a 2018, 2017, 2016. A two thousand yeah we know we went two thousand eight in front of us yeah and the seventeen like there's a a pretty substantial yeah well so so okay so here's the thing if you if you enter an aged version of American barley wine do you declare that it's aged you could should you based on what you're saying you have a lot of options I used to be a big barley wine guy like I used to win a lot of awards in barley wines and I would sometimes like after four years I would make my American barley wines into English barley wines but at the same time like I would do stupid stuff like have a two year old barley wine blend with a double IPA to kind of like bump it up and be like hey let me let me Hmm. three quarters uh, big barley wine and a quarter big double IPA to kind of give that sort of character. Yeah. Skip back or do that. Okay. Yeah, well, hey, that, that makes sense. Yeah. No, I mean, but it's, it is, it is a challenge and, and it, it all, it, a lot of it is also how you, how you manage the beers because as we even talked about before, like you keep a beer cold and, uh, even with uh, Mike, you know, it's like if you keep a beer cold, it's not going to age as fast as something else. Like yeah. oxidation, like on anything always varies. So you can, but you know, but I think with a barley wine, most people are like, "I gotta drive. I don't want to." Yeah, eat like this holy bullshit. shit. Like, but look at that. Look at the beer, like JP. Like the beer he just poured you. The yeah. color wise, how much darker it is. That just tells yeah. you it's oxidation there. Like, look, look at the tanness of that 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 head. For versus, sure, like, it's yeah, a little the darker. The one and the two years a pretty big change. Yeah, yeah. and this this sat okay. in my fridge for like a. <laughs> like a freaking year or something. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. Kind of weird. So you want to you cool. want to give it a score? I'll, <clears throat> I yes, will say I this give is it a, score. a classic, a world class example of style. Yeah, it's a classic style in the style guidelines. I'm going to give it a 46. It's a very tasty. 46. All right. American uh, I, I give it a 42. Okay. Uh, what do you want to see different? I would want to see more malt expression, but that's kind of like, tasting the other beers, like the other older ones. It's like mm-hmm. well, those are really obvious that you have that malt, like the the, the deep deep character of the malt, and and uh, like just tasting this, I'd be like, well, you, you you know, you did a great job with the hops, and it's really clean. Yeah. But I would like to see a little more, more malt expression, but part of that is just age, and yeah. and that's tough. Like that's that's the tough part about judging American barley wines. And I think this this show is even more for. Not even for brewers, but more for judges. Like, you know, like how do we judge American barley wines, and how do we actually just nail that? Like, you know, like, yeah, no, I and mean, this is this is classic. Like, you know, like, and I think that actually left that one out out of the fridge. Now that I think uh-huh. about it, but uh, yeah, and they can even get darker, and even more mur- the murkiness kind of comes up in the older ones, and it, it changes a lot over the years. So, do you know, do yourself a favor, buy a case of barley wine this year. And next year, do the same thing. Yeah. And then just start tasting the differences fridge, over the years. Put some somewhere else. Put some Hell, just buy a six-pack, man. No one needs no one needs to drink uh, that much barley wine. I used the, Let's be honest. In 1999, I bought 10 cases of barley wine, and I put them all over <laughs> the place, and I was crazy about it. And Jesus. Then, and then I stopped drinking barley wine after that. Point, <laughs> Probably a good idea. All right. Well, thanks a lot, everybody, for, uh, for listening to the commercial calibration episode portion of the episode for Bigfoot Barley Wine. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and then uh, we're going to get out of here. Um, yeah. Okay. Hang on. We'll be right cool. back. 
Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Uh, before we get out of here, we do have a $40 gift certificate to grogtag.com to give away. It's the grogtag $40 at least your beer will look good gift certificate. And that, of course, is going to Mike again, although I might just tell him no. And, and give it to someone else because, uh, you know, he already won one on the last show. He doesn't need two. That's not fair. Maybe I'll give, uh, maybe I'll give his to Ron. What do you sure. think? That sounds good. Or to Ron, just because, you know, Ron came all the way out and did a bunch of stuff. Drove three hours to get here, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, No, he didn't, did he? Sacramento. He's a Sacramento Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, thanks a lot, uh, everybody. That was a fast show, or at least a fast close. Um, thanks to Keith, Kyle, Steve, Kevin for bringing in the uh, Bigfoot barley wine. And uh, you guys enjoy drinking that. I got to drive, so I'm not... Uh, you can at least take a sip. JP. I did. I took a sip, and okay. uh, they were barley wines. Um, I just really want a cocktail. So that's just me right now. That's where I am in okay. my metaphysical, you know, graffiti Go home and get space. out those umbrella things. No, I'm going to go to bed, man. I'm old, man. Uh, all right, Not everybody. As old as me. Thanks yes. a lot for tuning in. This has been Dr. Homebrew, and we will see you later. Cheers.